I think I want to try to do a podcast. A what? What's that? Well, I, well, I talk about what I do during the day and maybe conversations. Oh, because I never heard that term. So what do you put it on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, too bad I don't have it. I never heard that term before. Have what is the name again? A podcast. Pot? Cast? P-O-T? P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right, I never heard that term. This is The Mild Adventures of Fred Stoller. Um, that's the opening with my mother. Amber Tozer's here. Hello. Uh, this is an exciting, exciting episode because speaking of mothers, William Cat, his mother's similar to mine in that she was a Jewish neurotic lady who said you're going to get killed. No, she was in Perry Mason. No similarity whatsoever. Um, but this is exciting, before I give you your great credits, exciting in several ways and nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's this, super exciting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because this is like a blind date, because you're the first <clears throat> guy oh, that I didn't sort of know and say, tell this story, tell that. And, you know, so I, I hope, you know, you, you enjoy this because... Uh, I'm already enjoying it. All right, all right. Yeah. Sitting yeah, next to, to Amber. You and Amber. Uh, oh yes. So, so, and you, what I do is on Facebook, I like to say I'm having, I've had Robert Forster. Do you know who he is? Mm-hmm. Great, great story. I was Very telling, great guy. Oh, my. And great I loved guy. his story of perseverance. He had 27 years, I was telling Amber, where not really working. And then he, Quentin Tarantino bumped into him at a diner, said, I loved you from mm-hmm. these things. And boom, Jackie Brown. So I love character actors mm-hmm. with crazy war stories. I used to see him a lot over at a little place that Bob Culp, Robert Culp used to... Uh, haunt uh, uh, quite often, and uh, he was very good friends with him. Oh, wow. Yeah, th- again, you ha- you. so you, speaking of Robert Culp, mm-hmm. and um, you, okay, so when I have someone coming on, I say, any questions for Ronnie Shell? Do you know who Ronnie Shell is? Mm-hmm. A- and we get a lot. You have the most questions, the most comments. Popular. And <laughs> a lot of them are like... <laughs> Telling you someone had a crush on you. Oh, so, goodness sakes. Yeah, so... Good thing they can't see me now. Oh, my God. You no, I, great. You do. You got that you grizzled, grizzled Chris Christopherson now. Oh, my gosh. This, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like a Jeff Bridges kind of gritty thing now. Oh, thanks. You were... you. I'll tell you something. All right. Before I... All right. William Catt, who I, I was telling you before, when I was a teenager, I my sister took me to see Carrie... And there was, could I say, no, I'm just kidding. I, just my shtick is, no, no. And the girl was going down <laughs> on you. And the people behind me, this woman saying to her kids, let's go. Come on, Jerry and Ricky, whatever. And, and by the time, and they wouldn't get up and the scene was over. So now they, they're more aware of what a blowjob is. But yeah, they <laughs> wanted to watch it more. Nah, they now like, they want to know what it is. They, they, they may not have known. They went back and watched it again. So, so <laughs> you, again, the seminal things when I wanted to be an actor, my favorite seventies shows you were in, like uh well, besides all the Perry Mason stuff, Emergency, Mash, Police Woman, Kung yeah. Fu, Ironside, Kojak. Yeah. To go from that I want to hear Good Lord. All those I love those seventies shows. Yeah. Well and and um 
So, but this so again, man from Earth. I'm getting so, questions. Ask him about House and the Rook, all these stuff. So, I want to get get to that. And I know your mom was in Perry Mason. Your dad. Mm-hmm. That's before my time. Kit Carson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kit Carson, and actually, he did uh, a, a short-lived series with Betty White. Wow. Coincidentally enough, uh, called Date with the Angels, or Date with an Angel. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so obviously you grew up in a showbiz family. So who were some, like, friends you'd hang out with, like uh, kids of who? Clint Eastwood was always at the house. But this is when he was with his first wife. This is many, many years ago. And, uh, in fact, one of the first things I ever did was was because of him. I got on... uh, was it Rawhide, I think? Or wow. Wagon Train or Rawhide, I think it was. And I had a scene with him. And how old were you? And my dad was on it. I must have been 10, maybe. Wow. 11 years old, maybe. Was it exciting for you, or were you just sort of used to being around? Oh, it was there? great. I, the best thing about working when I was a kid was that you could get out of school, you know, go have coffee, you know? So we had two child actors last week. One was in Fatal Attraction, and the other was in Raymond, and... So, so, you, so that was all talking about depression and suicide. So I yeah. think it's going to be lighter. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> Did you, you know, feel like I, killing yourself? <laughs> yes. I think it's going to be a lighter. Come run. on, where is the We juice? need some of the rehab stories. <laughs> but um, were you? So oh, did you boy. take it for granted? Well, what was exciting? You know, because here you are in a house growing up with Clint Eastwood and your dad was. Were well, your I friends? didn't know who they were at the time. I mean, I was just. I, it was just normal to me, so I didn't have any uh, perspective. perspective on the on the situation. But what did excite you? you? Uh, like, what excited me was getting out of school and going down to the set, which I did uh, quite often, uh-huh. whether it was with working with my dad or it was uh, with my mom on the Masons uh, more often. You know, you'd get up at 4.30 in the morning, get up, it was still dark outside. and uh, Oh, yeah. Get to have uh, coffee and drive downtown and d- oh. down to the studios around this area. And uh, You drank coffee when you were 10? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, that's so Yeah, well, I think the, it was, they were shooting at the old Desilu Studios. Which are Perry Mason. Yeah, uh-huh. And mm-hmm. where, where was that I again? I think that's right around it's, here somewhere. I, mean, I remember coming right down Highland, down to La Brea, and coming down. I thought it was right around like where they did Gone with the Wind, like uh, Studio City, Culver City. No, it was down, no. right down here, right down here. Okay, wow, Desi Lou and uh, yeah, wow. So, so your mom was in Perry Mason. Yeah, mainly the Masons, but her first, she was actually the first uh, um, on. Uh, on-screen kiss f- with Frank Sinatra. Get out of here! In yeah. what? Oh, pff, she was. Oh, I can't remember what that was. Um, did you meet Sinatra? I did not. Uh huh. I I actually my mom uh, when who was he married to? Was it Betty? Who was he oh, married Lana to? Lana Turner? Oh, no, no. Uh, pff, not Lana Turner. No. Uh, Ava Gardner. Ava Gardner. Yeah. Right, right, right. My parents bought uh, an old ring from them, and I got his. Stand-up piano, a little bell piano, 66-key piano that I still have and play all the time. Wow. I, You know, so Richard Shankman, a mutual friend, was supposed to be here, and you said he was an, ex- an encyclopedia of mm. all of facts and mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Because speaking of, you have a weird career in that you've done 
so many seminal movies, horror movies, and then a lot of guys. bad movies. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't I seen them. But then you, one singing credit, Pippin, in the middle of oh, all I did that. Pippin, but I did. I work with Randy. My one of my great experiences of working with Randy Newman in in Seattle up at ACT. It was like a master's class, and I worked with him and a a group of uh, uh, fantastic actors for about six months. We did the education of Randy Newman. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. We were going to go to Broadway and. Uh, I don't so, know, so you, when happened. did you learn to sing? Growing up, you you'd, you'd be on these sets and said, "I want to do this." But singing, when did that come about? Sing, I don't know. I was always playing music, banging around on a guitar. He piano. was so good in Pippin. So. I wanted to add, when I was a kid, um, we we saw Pippin on Broadway, and my father was a strange man, and he was a quiet alcoholic. <laughs> like he never really talked, but once in a while, he'd blurt something out. Like, I remember we went to Florida. This this always cracks me up. And we went to the shittiest hotel. They didn't have a lifeguard. I actually almost drowned. Uh, if you want, I'll tell you my drowning story. Uh, she asked, do I dr- go in the ocean? I didn't know what the undertow was. This cheap hotel in Florida, there was no lifeguard. And the harder I went out... I mean, try to come back. The more I went out, and oh, it's, it sucks you under. It's and, and it's true what they say. You go down three times. Blah, 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 and my mother screamed, "Freddy, Freddy!" And I'm being all of a sudden two seconds. I'm all the way out. My father ran in in his clothes, yeah. pulled me out. Oh. And this sounds like a joke, but this is true. My mother goes, "Freddy, we're so glad you could have drowned. We're gonna buy you any toy you want." So we go to a toy store. There was a <laughs> monkey. I said, "How about that?" It was like thirty bucks. She goes, "Anything but that." Like, we're glad you're alive, but not that much that we're going to spend 30 bucks back then. So, oh, so, 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 all I was to do in this hotel was play bingo. And my father, you know, he's a quiet guy, but once in a while when he's drunk, he'd go, he'd, so he went, went, bingo, like a gay guy, and I was cracking up. So, oh, so, so, so we saw Pippin, and my father was drunk, and, and my mother, so my mother was going, Cindy, could you see? We were sitting, and then, People went, shh. So my father kept going, Cindy, could you see? Could you see? So not like him. So that's my message about Pippin. But what I wanted to ask was I remember being so rattled, I didn't understand when Ben Vereen was saying, these people paid money to the audience. And I wonder, I wanted the encyclopedia to be here. Was that the first play where someone broke the third wall and talked to the crowd? I remember it's that. actually called the fourth wall. Oh, <laughs> see, see how much you what know. Is, what no. is the third wall? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my play, I, we break the third wall. We're not ready for the fourth one yet. You know, you, maybe there's a third you talk, wall. You talk to the stage manager. Yeah, <laughs> but the... you remember that, uh, William? Yeah, talk? I do. I do. Um, I don't. I don't think it was the first time. I, you know, right. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I love doing. That's my favorite thing to do. The musical theater? Oh no, to break the wall and to, to like uh, goof on the audience oh, and yeah, get yeah. down in their faces and in their laps and make them all a part of the play. Wow. I was doing. Uh, I, I remember doing a a national tour with George Rose, the great George Rose. Uh, we were doing Pirates of Penzance, and we were That's... at uh, we were in Washington. Well, I could see that because it's funny. The curly locks, John Rubenstein, who now is bald, uh-huh. who originated his part in Pippin, and then there was not Rex Reed, uh, another guy that had the locks. You had uh, gorgeous. I have so many questions I about. So a lot who of did Pirates did. of Penzance? I forget Penzance. his name. Oh, uh, you Rex. Take my, Rex. Rex. You take my breath yeah. away, so, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all right, I'm and sorry. So we were doing it down there, but it was like so much fun, and we got to break the fourth wall all the time 
during during that play and many times since then i've done so much theater and that's always such a goof to to, to break. Right, so, right, do you right. plan it, or do you just let it? Does it just happen in the moment, or is it? Oh, it ha- you, typically, it's it's discussed with the director. That's all part of. The Wait a minute, but wasn't Pippin? Wasn't that in the script when he would say this stuff to the audience? Yeah, it was in the script. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. so sometimes you would do go off the script when you talk to the audience. Uh, I, 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 I'm not exactly sure, but I think that uh, you know, in large part, that was scripted, right, or some semblance of the script, but that had to be discussed with with uh, Bob Fosse, I mean, at the time, who directed that piece. I mean, my God, he was like the control freak. You know, everything that took place on that stage had to be very, very well choreographed. And um, so I would imagine that it was discussed, but I'm sure that Oh, yeah, There's no, always that, that a little bit of ad-libbing For me, that, 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 that was just like that. A, a teenager, whatever, like yeah. not understanding. Wait a minute. So yeah. I'm just saying yeah. you're part of a lot of seminal moments, just those... those I scenes. think even in Greatest American Hero, there was a part yes. of the pilot. We, 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 we were able to pick and choose a couple spots where Ralph would look at the camera and let the audience in on the joke. Now, now, there's so much to talk about, but before I ask questions, what I want to ask you, like I said, because it's a blind date or whatever, and sure. and uh, are we gonna kiss? We'll, we'll see. I mean, oh, Amber, come know, on. I did buy him some wine, so <laughs> that that way I sealed the deal. I'll actually kidding around. You know, you're one of the guys like that didn't threaten me. Like Treat Williams, I love you. Were this pretty boy. But you had this sweetness where you weren't like a cocky asshole, like in Carrie. You know what I'm saying? This genuine sweet thing. So part of the man crushes, you know, I didn't realize I had, you know? Uh, You had the Peter Frampton hairstyle. Are you too young to remember Peter Frampton, Amber? Do you remember him? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Talk about seminal moments. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. Do we feel right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I'm not doing it justice. All right, so I want, what I want to ask you, William, and the, but uh, I don't know if I could call you Bill, but someone said, yeah, yeah, "Hey, sure, Bill, sure. Bill, William." Uh, yeah, um, what yeah. what are what are some questions people come up to you or things they do where you roll your eyes? Like I've heard that a thousand. Because I'm going to probably ask some obvious ones where, okay. oh, that again. What are the things that are most annoying, or they just ask you every time? Like, what are the things that you get so much? Oh my God! Well, I'll I'll lead up to it with this. There was okay. a story years ago um, when we were doing Greatest American Hero, and I was uh, it was about three in the morning, and which I was, was ahead of its time because could have been that, no, no, that was one of these like flawed superheroes, yeah, that had neuroses and trouble with his uh, girlfriend or stuff, and yeah, so. Well, you interrupted me, oh, and now to, I can't. Uh, trying to give the people a history, yeah. Because sometimes people get mad, like you're not setting up who's there, or I didn't know if I gave you credits good enough. So I'll well, shut I was up. I was trying to tell a, a, a brief story of what was the most annoying question. So and I just it was and, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Does he do this to you too? Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he well, he he wants to make sure that it's right, and then he'll then when he starts talking. Like we don't we don't know what happens, and then he'll come back. He always comes back. Oh he'll God. always come back to the point. So right, just sit okay. there. Yeah. And but but it'll I made him happen. forget it. I made forget it. Sorry. So I'm sitting in the subway. It's about three in the morning, and I'm trying to go uptown. I'm down down around Times Square or something, and I'm and there was nobody in the subway because it's so late in the morning. And way 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 down at the other end, I see this guy, 
that looks like a homeless person in a big trench coat. But he's a scary guy. He's like uh -huh. six foot five. He's huge. And he's like 200 yards down at the other end of the subway. And it's him and it's me. And I'm waiting for the A train to go back uptown, right? And I'm looking at my watch going, gee whiz, I hope it comes. And it, uh, I look up at him. I look down at my watch. When I look back up, he's like another 100 feet closer <clears throat> to me, right? And then I look back at my watch and I walk down a little ways toward the the entrance where the train is coming. And I look up again, and now he's a little closer to me. Now I'm getting worried, right? I'm saying, oh, my God, this guy's going to mug me. You know, I'm going to be found here leaning against the wall, and my face is going to be smashed in, and he, I won't have a wallet anymore. And then I look up again, and here he is, and he's standing right next to me. And he looks down at me because this guy is huge, uh -huh. you know? And he looks down at me and says, Where's your cape, sucker? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my story to tell you what's the most annoying question. Right, that's because, it. but there's Where's a lot cape? of things that people must <laughs> ask you over and over. Like, yeah, I had yeah. this question, and some of them, like, um, now when the 79, I think, the world, the great American hero came yeah, out. Yeah, 79 to 83. We did a quick, we did the pilot. Then there was some downtime. We did six episodes. Then there was downtime, and then we did two two seasons. Because in the downtime, a guy named William Hinckley tried to impress Jodie Foster by shooting the president. And a lot of do you always get a lot of questions like, did yeah. you think of change? Because his last name was Hinckley on the show. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah? That? We did get a lot of we, that. That happened. We were actually shooting when it happened, and uh, the producers called and they. They immediately, you know, no one was allowed to call me Mr. Hinckley anymore. And uh, it became Mr. Henley for like one episode, I think. And then, no, but the story goes that um, uh, one of the cast members, uh, Michael Perret, uh, called, that? Yeah, who called I'm... me in classroom. He said, hey, Mr. H. And the producers loved it and it stuck. Right. And that's what he was called after that. He never called Mr. Hinckley again. He was typically Mr. H. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, so many... How, all right, so how did you go from a lot of guest spots on these dramas to, you know, Brian De Palma movie? How did Carrie come about? I don't know. I, I, uh, Brian was casting with uh, him and George Lucas. were casting at the same time. So I auditioned for both films for Star Wars, Star Wars and for What happened to that movie? No. <laughs> I don't know. I tested for it, you know. Oh, I saw it, I saw it online. Kurt Russell you... and I read together. I thought and it was And I thought, I thought it was pretty, great. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know, maybe my hair was too long or something. Wow. I said, "Ah, oh, as a guy, I don't want to." That wanna... people have those questions yeah. about Yeah, so you tested both for Carrie and Star Wars. So it was yeah. up to you which to pick or No, 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 not up to me. I mean, heck, I would have been happy to be in either one of them. Sure. Um I I don't know what I don't know what the story is about that. I'd have to you know, ask uh, one of those guys or the casting directors at the I time, see. you know, what what decisions were made and why. Um I I tested with Sissy and I tested with Amy Irving, you know, and we it kind of worked out. I mean, Amy and I were good friends at the time, anyway. Did you? Where did you know her out. from? Uh, I knew her. She had just come back from Lambda. She was work. She would had been at school in England, and I, I had mutual friends. Um, we met. I think we might have even dated a couple times. We went out together. You I know. have so many movie stars I forgot that I dated. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, take your hand off your off my knee. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Wow. So so that that was again a, a, just a powerful. This again, yeah. it's, I I'll tell you, you know, like um, I I found Sissy Spacek attractive. Very attractive. She's I, we were so actually cute. neighbors. We were, we were actually neighbors. She's up super sexy. Cute. I like. And that. I knew her husband Jack. I don't know if they were married at the time or they were boyfriend, but they were living together. And I I I, I used to uh, see Jack and Sissy all the time. We took we hiked in, in Topanga Canyon together. And so I, she's nice and cool. Oh, and she's sweet. lovely. She's just the greatest. Oh, I, I really, so, ta- so talented. We've talked. So I've talented. talked about this before, but I have a, a real good self-esteem. Mm-hmm. No, the women I'm attracted <laughs> to seem. It's funny how I seem obtainable, but they're still not obtainable. But in my sick mind, so Sissy Spacek was again a regular person. Mm-hmm. I, 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 now you know what I mean. Yeah, she was. I, I found. I still person. find her attractive. Well, she, they they moved out. I think they moved out of Los Angeles just decades ago, and they they moved back to Texas or Virginia or something. So she moved out of that whole thing, and I think to raise raise her family, and and then, uh, but I don't think she ever stopped working. Oh, and she yeah. was just so brilliant and coal miner's daughter, and so many of the other things oh, she's done. Okay. What was that? You know? What was that other thing? She did a Night Mother, which was a play. Yeah. About killing herself, but what was the Robert Altman movie? One of the first things, Three Women. Uh, oh, it was. Um, she was, was in Welcome to L.A. Some, yeah, uh, but right. no, no. I, again, those are my kind of crushes. Those kind of those kind of gals. Those yeah. kind of gals. Not that well, Amy Irving, you know, with the locks. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, and she didn't do bad. Do too bad. No, no, no. Uh, so, what, what was it like doing this? Like going, wow, you knew this is something special, and man, uh, I think that was. Stephen King's first horror movie, if I'm not mistaken, um, but it could be. I think it Aaron's, was. Yeah, I think it was. And I and I'm told by PJ Souls, who I'm still good friends with, because our kids went to school together. Uh, she said that he actually came to the set one day, but I don't think I was there. That Stephen King came yeah, to the set. Yeah, he came to the set, and and um, I don't I don't know if there was uh, if he and uh, Brian De Palma got along, or if there was some some sort of. Uh, you know, friction between the two because Brian was doing a much different movie than than the, his book. How is the book different? I didn't, didn't read it. Um, Maybe the nice people don't die in it because so many nice people. I shouldn't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, including. Well, I think the Chloe Moretz remake that you know she did with Juliana Moore, I think was more more uh, truer to the book. Um, and I like Tuesday Weld. She's attractive. All right. Well, Fred, no one cares. <laughs> Shut up. I, uh, he's looking like he's getting scared. He keeps looking Tuesday at Amber. Is this well. what, this I is did what you do? I worked with Tuesday Weld. I worked with Tuesday Weld and Tommy Lee Jones in, in Rainmaker. <laughs> what was many, that? Many, many years is ago. Is that a remake of the Burt Lancaster movie? Or? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a rain, it was, uh, the Rainmaker that we did for, uh, it was like a live television broadcast. That uh, them and Jamie Cromwell, I played my older brother. And is I that picking the retarded, up the bag in the... Uh, Okay. No, played uh, Jamie Cromwell was in it, and uh, Tuesday Well, Tommy Lee Jones, me. It was it was great. Uh, An- another thing he did, you did uh, Butch Cassidy, mm-hmm. b- the early days, the prequel. I think Tom we, Berenger. I think, <laughs> I think in fact that we were the first prequel, but I'd have yes. to. Yes. I'd have to. I'd check my facts and see if, or maybe your audience, one of your audience knows. Yeah. I think it was actually one of the first prequels ever made. Where they took the characters, the stars, the early days, you know, Bob Redford and, and Paul Newman, and they 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 gave them younger versions of them, <clears throat> and did did a film. Richard Lester directed that. 
Now I know I go all, all the Beatles. I go all over the place, but uh-huh. in the Greatest American Hero, Robert Culp had a Robert Redfordness to him. I thought. Hmm. The gritty, maybe the kind of not as good looking, but uh, could be. I mean, he was uh, Bob. Uh, you know, he he had that. He was so. Um, Machismo. Yeah. He so he a was lot a lot that. like that character? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was great. But, you know, a lot of people don't know. Well, probably a lot of a lot of people that are affectionados know that Bob was really, he started in Hollywood as a writer. He was a no, writer. No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He thought of himself first as a writer, then a director, and then an actor. So I spy. And I think, uh, yeah, uh, Cosby got his first, got his first Emmy um, with... Uh, with uh, a script that that Bob Bob had written for I Spy, I didn't know that. Yeah. I worked with him a few times. I used to play a cousin on Everybody Loves Raymond, and he was he was someone's father. Him and uh, he wasn't Ray's father. Not Ray's, but who I think um, the gal. Yes, yes, Patricia Heaton. Patricia Heaton, that's right. Yes, and uh, Kathleen Helmond was the mom. That's right. Yeah, so I, I love just uh, seeing Robert I, I worked with Kathleen Hellman when I was just a kid, like in that era when you're talking about with the Kojaks and the yeah, policewoman yeah. in there, and I, I got to work with her once. She was lovely. She was sexy. Again, I like whatever they call I cougars. I like sexy women. No, I like what they call cougars now. Yeah. Because I, again, I, I, I'm I'm deluded that they'd be thrilled to be with me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I'm always wrong. But no, I loved those '70s reading the opening credits and just seeing who's who and like Love American style, and and, and all that. Now let me. I want to ask you. Um, I'm confused now. The greatest American hero was now. They didn't have an origin episode where how you got your powers. They just showed in the opening you finding the no, they suit. Did a, we did a two-hour pilot, and oh, and maybe they, maybe I missed. They did. That. Oh yeah, yeah. The very opening where the spider is crawling up the embankment. And I the, think I didn't watch the, the two-hour the, one. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Wait, they what did were that. your powers? Sorry, I'm, I, my, I never watched my powers. It. I don't think he ever fully understood what his powers were because he had an instruction book that the little that the green guys gave him, and then he quickly in the first fifteen minutes or so he loses the instruction book, oh, so he doesn't no. know how to actually use the suit and, wow. and that's that's kind of the um uh, one of the uh, uh, uh one of the things of the show is that he's he got to figure, it, figure out. it out and yeah. it kind of yeah. gives it that comedic edge there was an episode know. i saw where and again they must have thought this was hysterical where you know what telekinesis is do you remember that yeah. go, hey he was a carrie and we'll talk about <laughs> and you you were trying to do telekinesis but then you became invisible oh yeah 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 so That's right. they did a lot of tongue-in-cheek. That was the 80s. It was like when there was just kind of campy stuff like the A-Team. And the gritty show to me was the White Shadow. That was my favorite show. It was edgy. But it was kind of like just fun superheroes. And yeah. the thing, though, I'm confused about on that show is that you had a, you'd go into a phone booth like Superman, but then you, you didn't have a mask. So I didn't understand that. Like, isn't the idea of superheroes you hide your identity so that way they won't kidnap your girlfriend to get you? Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't, I don't this, know. Maybe. I didn't. I, 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 I don't know. That was something that uh, Cannell had discussed with, with, with the powers that be at the time. 
you know, I, I, I don't know. Now, uh, the people who are maybe listening, Stephen J. Cannell, Cannell. Mm-hmm. Remember he had some office by La Brea? Yeah, I right here. Pass it. Yeah, I auditioned for the commission. And Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. Now, that was an early precursor to uh, Aaron Spelling, and mm-hmm. he was like a mogul mm-hmm. with like six, seven shows on at once. Mm-hmm. Like Ironside, I'm guessing? I think Steve was, other than Aaron, Spelling was probably one of the most successful independent producers in Hollywood. You know, he's had like 43 shows on the air. Wow. And since he retired from television, I mean... He's uh, written novels he's written, and stuff. He wrote like nine or ten different best-selling novels. He just had incredible success. Yeah, he was like a powerhouse oh kind of yeah. doing lots of those kind of shows. And yours was... So pro- prolific, yeah. Yours was more like campy than others. Campy, yeah. I don't know. It was know. just cute and light. We tried to play the edge. You know, we rode that fence between playing... Uh, comedy and drama, and we tried to ride the fence when to play comedy, when to play drama, but always play the truth, uh-huh. which is the secret of comedy. You know, Right, right. When you're trying too hard. Yeah. Well, that's why, to me, my favorite comedies, I grew up in the 70s. I like Dog Day Afternoon, I thought was a comedy, or The Graduate, rather than those big kind of, like I say, Will Ferrell, Owen Wilson movies. Mm-hmm. To me, comedy is desperate characters where it seems real, not just... You know, hangover and hot, you know, dude, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. So mm-hmm. I thought I was just trying to show him I agree. She gave me a look like, <laughs> yeah, that, like, like Fred, that was a long thing and it wasn't that good a point. Like, we, we get it. No, I, I totally agree with you. Sorry, I'm like, I'm super sunburned and I keep peeling my skin off and I'm obsessed with it. It's like one I'm of William's movies. <laughs> She's yeah. peeling her skin off her arms. <laughs> look at that. I'm so... I can't... Wait, I'm sorry. See, oh, like I a, see it. See? See, you know, I, I, here's <laughs> TMI stuff. I like picking scabs. I should, oh, man. Oh, it's, so I'm glad we I don't have that. I'd be said, pulling like know, scotch I'm tape. Like, so you're trying not to pull No, it? I agree. Back to the comedy. Look, it's funny because I'm like a desperate character just trying, <laughs> trying to get it yes. together. Yes, see, this is fun. Yeah, I like movies like those 90s Steve Buscemi, welcome, well, welcome to the Dollhouse kind of things. But when it's a big, broad comedy. So, Tra- like forcing, trying. Yes, to be, like, yeah. hey, we got to have this moment where the thing explodes. and the, But then again, I like things like The Hot Rock. Do you know that movie? No, I'm not. I, I love things like Ron Liebman and George Segal. Yeah. That, that kind of do, stuff. Do you like do you like doing comedic movies or horror films? What's your favorite? Well, it's always fun to do a comedy because it's like great to get up in the morning and know you're going to spend the day laughing with all, you know, terribly witty people and having lots of fun and... You don't have to go to this deep, dark, emotional place. You know, I've done those films where you just have to spend, you know, a month or two in the most depressed place <laughs> as, a, as a person because that's the character. So you, you oh, can, I, it tends house, to rub off yeah. and, and you go there and it's just, uh, it's just uh, like this constant gray so it cloud stays with you. Yeah. that hangs over you. This movie House, I want to say, mm. was it looks like a campy horror film, but it's re- really... No. It's really deep. He's a tormented Vietnam vet. It mm-hmm. reminds me of a great movie, um, Jacob's Ladder, with Tim Robbins. I like movies that transcend the genre. I'm not a big horror fan, but I like something like the, not the Descendants, the, this one where the women were in a cave. Um, what's it called, Aaron? Ascent. 
That would be the descent. Descent. I like things that are horror. Like I grew up watching The Twilight Zone. That was my favorite. Mm. Scariest, not monsters. Mm -hmm. But I love movies where someone has inner demons and is finding peace. The house wasn't just random monsters coming out. It was no, you no. had all. It was well, a the monsters movie. emanated from his his tortured brain, from mm -hmm. his insides. That's where, you know, the premise was that these monsters emanated from him. Right. And he's trying to find peace. That's mm -hmm. those movies where mm -hmm. usually the ones I like, the, they find peace by dying at the end, but they're happy they died. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> those, those are the kind of movies. Yeah, this is good. Tim Robbins dies, that, but there's a smile on his face. That's funny. One, one of my favorite scenes ever in my whole career, and, and I tell George this all the time, George Went, the great George Went. Oh, he was. And uh, I tell him one of my favorite scenes I ever did was the scene upstairs when I give him... I'm going to open the closet and right. I give harpoon. him the harpoon and I put the goggles on his face and I said, there's a big raccoon in the closet and you got to shoot this raccoon and hold on. And I, I, I think that that scene is just yes. brilliant because he is so good. And he, yeah, because he wasn't over the top. No. George Went is like, I'm ready. And he wasn't like mugging, I'm ready for the thing. Yeah. He was, <laughs> it was so heartfelt. Yes, yes. No, that movie gives me goosebumps because it's getting, there's a, a drowning son and and, yeah. and guilt about Vietnam. And yeah, there was questions so much. So ask him about House and his trivia. Aaron, you seem to be a trivia guy. Who did House 2, not William Catt? Hmm. Do you know Aaron? No, not offhand. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Oh, that's really? right. Bill Maher. Now talk about six degrees. Yeah. Well, that's just so weird because that's one of those movies. I feel so bad for him. I mean, he's done so <sighs> doggone it. I feel so uh, bad for him. It, it's it's um, but that's that's so arbitrary. <laughs> that's so random. Like uh, that's one of those movies where did they have to do House Two because he found peace and it's happy? But uh, uh, so what happened? Why no House Two for you? Um, Steve Miner, who was really the, the genius behind that film, the director, uh, he and I and, and George and uh, uh, everybody, we wanted to do that another fran be continue franchise. that franchise. You would think. And, uh, but they, the powers that be decided otherwise. And so they wanted to use different, different people and create kind of a different storyline rather than making the house the actual star. You know. Yeah, and and where was that filmed? Where was that crazy house? Ah, uh, we we filmed it right around here uh, somewhere. Most of the it was mostly filmed in t on interiors, and we did uh, exteriors in over in Glendale, I think. For Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam was on stage, believe it or not. <laughs> they built. They took an entire sound stage and they built a. a, a when you say Glendale, I thought maybe the Americana is where they shot. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. No. But we shot that jungle inside was all actually all built. It was just a magnificent set. You know, it was on a soundstage. And all right, maybe I'm nitpicking, mm -hmm. but the the um, it's a Richard Mole who is. Um, mm -hmm. He was like 6'11". I don't think they had giants in the jungles of Vietnam because mm -hmm. they'd be easy to shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but then I'm nitpicking where where Mon's hands grab boys and throw them down steps, so <laughs> so I I shouldn't uh, look for reality too much. But um, so all right, before some questions, um, what I'm hoping with this show, William, is that people like it if they like old stuff or they like uh, want to be an actor and mm -hmm. hear stories. Mm -hmm. Now one thing that. 
I didn't realize, and people think, I'll, I'll hustle, get a movie together, an independent film, it'll do the festivals. It's not that easy. It's a whole thing to get into festivals and get distribution and tell me, you did a great sci-fi movie called The Man from Earth. Mm -hmm. And it's the first thing I saw you in a while where I go, what, you're like, you, this is Chris Christopherson, grizzled guy. Mm -hmm. And and it was it was such, uh, I, uh, Richard Shankman, who can't make it, was supposed to, directed it. Mm -hmm. And tell me about Jerome. It's based on a guy who wrote a Twilight Zone. Yeah, Jerome Bixby was uh, famous for some episodes of Star Trek and Twilight Zone. He was like revered in the science fiction world. Uh, extraordinary writer. And when I first read the script, I of course knew who he was because I'm a Star Trek fan. Uh -huh. And uh, and so um, I was really excited and I couldn't put the script down because it was so compelling to me to turn those pages and read what was gonna happen. Uh, and. Um, I signed on right away at the top, and it was a, a kind of a unique experience because it wasn't. There was no money to do it. Typically, you shoot out of sequence, and you shoot, you know, eighteen to thirty days on these lower independent films. And but this was going to be shot in seven or eight days, like a play, and like a play. Uh, so we did a table read with with. Other, now who was in it? Tony Todd. Uh, Tony Todd came on board. Um, I. I there's an older character. Billingsley was on. Yes, that's who I, I uh, meant. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful actor. And it, it was really interesting because, again, transcends the genre where mm -hmm. it was just, uh, like I said, my favorite horror is Twilight Zone and Twilight's own writer. And, yeah. and this was a unique thing because the, the production values, I guess, suffered a little bit. They weren't, you know, they didn't have uh, money to have any great equipment or locations. And so, uh, but they, but what was. What was done so well was Richard did such a great job directing uh, that if you watch the first 10 minutes of the film, you're going to watch the whole film. Right. And it's just like 12 Angry Men. It's just people in a room talking. And uh, the premise is that this guy has lived 10,000 years, and he's not a vampire. He's not undead. He's kind of an anomaly. He doesn't even understand it himself. Wow. And uh, we, we are all PhDs in our various fields in history, theology, philosophy, etc. And we try to poke a hole in his story uh, of that he's been alive for 10,000 years. And we can't do it. No, it's fascinating. Uh, it was just, it's one of those things, if it was a studio movie. It's very smart. It's a very smart story. It was. And I've told Richard, this should be a play. I think it has been. I think that they have actually mounted on stage in Australia or somewhere else, but uh, it hasn't been lo done locally here in, in Los Angeles. Because um, it was an interesting story that the Sci-Fi Channel rejected it because there were no special effects. Right. And then some grassroots. How did you find a uh, following where it was uh, on um, the IMBD fans? Or He was telling me something like... I think they released it for free, uh, uh, and then it started to garner this uh, tremendous, you know, uh, uh, following and word of mouth. And it grew and it grew and it grew and it, it's done very well. It was one of the few films that I actually um, uh, got received checks down the line after the fact. We're, I mean, that never happens. And that, and that happens those independent that movies. Yeah, never happens. Che but checks, I thought, from DVDs or from... Um, I think from VOD Air and DVD and Blu-ray. Blu yeah, yeah. Uh, if Eric Eric Wilkinson, who's a, a dear friend, and, yeah, I'm and, try and to a friend of yours, a mutual friend, I believe. Yeah, what happened? I was telling. He was going to call in. Well, he produced, and he'd know better. Okay, what, let's what try. I'm going to text him. Try to uh, 
get him to call. Uh, I, I, I just, uh, Eric, well, I have a movie called Fred and Vinny that was at film festivals. And I was saying it's me and an obese guy. So we're not, not two sexy middle-aged guys. And, but it was like it was sort of like the movie where it's very slow but character driven, mm-hmm. and you know these distributors heard that where we're in the Slamdance Film Festival we're interested they go nah not so much but your distributor Eric who saw the humanity and he just mm-hmm. was so passionate mm-hmm. even though it's not an easy T and A movie or things you know mm-hmm. with karate or monsters. And he pushed, and he got it on Netflix. He got it in Target. Mm-hmm. He, you know, before Blockbuster folded, it was in that. So the guy, I'm, I want him to call and talk about what he's. He's just did another movie with you. Um, we did a couple films in the last two or three years. We did something called The Unwanted, which is a very interesting film. Um, <clears throat> kind of has some remnants of Forbidden Planet although it takes place in a farmhouse here in the South uh, where this guy locks up his daughter and keeps her uh, kind of uh, very sequestered away from from everybody else. And then it gets a little bit weird. Why does uh, he do that. that to protect her? Well, you get, I'm not going to give the story away, but it's very interesting. And it turns into a very kind of uh, thriller Ooh. that gets a little bit macabre at the end. Uh, and then I did another film called Subterranean, yeah. uh, which is a very, very interesting film. Again, with with uh, Bug Hall, who's a great young actor, um, probably best known for Alfalfa and the Rascals right, right, many right. years ago. But he's grown up, and he's like 30 years old now, a very handsome, young, capable actor, very charismatic. And he plays the lead, and I played the, the creator, this guy who takes him and sequesters him, and I don't let him have any kind of outside... Um, uh, contact until he's like 21, 22 years old, and then I let him out as an experiment and see what happens. That's so sick. Yeah. Now, do you do you have kids? I do. I have four kids. I kept them all sequestered. <laughs> one by one, I let them out. And the do they go? My dad is in these cool. <laughs> sites. Um, have you consistently been? I have a garage. I've kept them in for 20 years. Yes. He says, indeed, in a few minutes. So, do they go? My dad's cool. He's in these sci-fi things and horror, or are they just used to it? I, I I don't know. They, <laughs> they they probably at some point uh, they they've liked me and at other points they hate me and like know, Amber so. with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Love yeah. hate. Do I, uh, you seem so like stable and happy and mellow. Have you? Uh, have I'm a neurotic you... mess. Really? Actually. Oh God, yes. Wait, what what has been the biggest struggle for you since you started your say like the seventies? Have you been consistently working or is, was there a time? You no, know, it's you were... been it's been up and down. You know, but I have done a lot of theater, which a lot of people don't know, but I've always worked every year of my professional career. I've done theater just about every year. I've done at least one play a year. And um, and uh, it, some years have been great and some years have not been great. Right. You know? That's that's almost everyone unless you're Robert Downey Jr. You know, after Butch and Sundance early days, I had two or three films that I was pay or play and never got made. And uh and, and that I mean, was, they that paid the you, and you were on the contract, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they didn't and happen. Made, and you suffer as a result of that. Years go by. When I did um, uh, Baby Secret of Lost Legend with the uh, I remember that. And then that, that didn't do Wait, wait, do refresh well. me. I saw that in, like, the 80s. Uh-huh. And Sean Young. Sean Young was there. I remember that. I had a great time with 
with with Sean. We were in Africa for like four months in Abidjan in West Africa. Tremendous adventure. Um, that was weird. That was just on the cusp of special event. As my yeah. mother would say, side effects. She thinks yeah, they call side effects. Yeah, the great Bill Norton directed that film. And um, I remember. We, I remember. I'm, we just missed having the the CG. You know, it was just prior to that. So that, same thing. So with, that dinosaurs weren't quite. There, you know? Same thing with House, where that horror movie it was on the cusp of cheesy, you know, for that movie, but good. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I remember with Baby cracking up because there was this little baby dinosaur that was adorable, mm -hmm. and uh, and they went over a waterfall and weed and Baby went. Over, remember Baby mm -hmm. the dinosaur, a little dinosaur <laughs> went over a waterfall. Do you remember that? Yeah. So that was in Africa. Yeah, we were in Africa, in West Africa. Wow. So, so we only shot for, a, there was a couple pickup shots here back on the Disney lot uh, months after we got back. But we were all over there. You know, some of the crew had got malaria, had to be shipped back. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, my makeup was to get into makeup and then roll in the mud and the dirt. And that was my makeup for the day, <laughs> you know. And we were out there. I mean, we were, they were building roads with D9 cats to get into some of these areas. Now, I, into the swamps. Was that a hit? What was, ba uh, what was it? Was it a. That's the problem. They weren't quite sure what it was. Was, <laughs> it, was it for adults? Was it for kids? You know, it was like kind of. Uh, it was cute, but not big effects. It was a cute dinosaur it, baby. It was called Baby. It just missed the boat. And I don't think. You know, some people saw it, and it was really done very, very well. But uh, was that before or after a Greatest American Hero? It was after. It was we did that in '84, and then I did House in '86. Wow! So basically, are you one of these guys that compares to what it used to be, or you just no, go now? No, no, I think there's great stuff now too. Oh, just... I, again, um, you you just you're one of these guys that make people happy. You know what I mean? You have these these little seminal like. I don't have your career, but I like when someone, I used to poo-poo, I used to do a lot of these kids shows, you know, Drake and Josh or, you know. I like those shows. I, yeah, and I first. Doesn't mean I had kids. I was watching all That's what I'm things, saying. You know? Now when a kid comes up to me and he's trying to be a tough guy on a skateboard and he's there on Fairfax and he stops and goes, you were part of my childhood. You were in Drake and Josh. I just did one episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I used to go, these a dumb, broad kid, but Wizards of Waverly Place, I just did four episodes, but the kids, yeah. So you, you have that thing you make people feel good. Oh, thanks. You know, again, even with me, the teenager, Carrie, even something... Like the, uh, I liked you in The Problem Child. You took John Ritter's place. That's right. I, I loved doing that. I thought That I was thought, funny. I, yeah, I, liked I thought it was very it. funny. It was, it was great. I think it was a backdoor pilot to go on the air, but it, it never made it. I don't think, I don't know what it was, whether it was me or the kid or just, uh, I think it was the fact that people felt um, uh, somehow we sabotaged it because John wasn't. John wasn't in. I mean, Ritter was. But you, John you, was so charming. great. He was so charming and were you fun. Going, and, were you going, man? They're going to compare me to John Ritter. Were you yeah, like? Yeah, I think I had. I was. I was. I was a little bit in on that, you know. Um, but it's funny when I look back at it. I was kind of. I didn't know I was doing Brian Cranston in Malcolm in the Middle. But when you look at that character wow. that I created, it was very similar to what Brian did, uh, but I, a couple years earlier. Of course, he didn't know it. I didn't know it. I mean, he was doing. I, I, I'm not comparing myself to him. He's just a, a magnificent actor. 
So when Amber asked, are you neurotic, is it career stuff or just being a human being? Of course. Or... I was... I was pulling her leg. Oh, I was like, yeah, I was, damn. I was doing uh, my I was, shtick. I know. Right. I was like, you're not neurotic. No, he's like a you're surfer totally guy. Just, like a regular you don't cool... Overthink I mean, anything. Everybody, you just on. do it, and you're Nobody's like, it's life is all. Oh, I was, life is, I was hoping... You know, I'm just. We were hoping, you were hoping you had I was so many neurotic, mental man. problems. Yeah. You you wanted me to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, right now. we yeah. did. Yeah. We <laughs> got to compete with last week. No, again, it's just such a good guy. And I, I looked up I looked up some of your YouTube clips, and I see you in a radio station, and and they they you people playing Believe It or Not, and you must be going like, like I fucking haven't heard this a thousand. Do people come yeah. up and start singing it to you? Or like yeah, you I've it? gone. You know, I well, I still do some of these conventions. You know. Uh-huh. Back east and once in a while out here. I'm actually doing one coming up the Hollywood show, which I never do. Where, where, is, where and when? I think it's in October sometime. Okay. But the cool thing is, um, I mean, I see Busey all the time. Gary's a friend and Jake, his son, is People a friend. People Jan Michael about, Vincent. Oh, they're wait. flying Jan Michael Vincent out. To, to be instead it'll be Gary Busey, Jan big, Michael Vincent, uh, big, from Big Wednesday. Oh, reunion. So yeah. is is Eric on the line? Yeah. Oh, cool. Hey, Eric. <laughs> Eric? Yeah. I, ca- I can't hear him. Oh, there he is. Aaron? What's going uh, Oh, it's kind of choppy. I'm here. Hey, we're with William. Thank you for uh, setting this up. Oh, no problem. I-, I was telling the audience how... Now, maybe this is interesting to people who listen to this, learning about acting and showbiz. You're a film distributor, so you work for... And you find, like, uh, independent films to try making them? Is that correct, Eric? Uh, well, kind of, sort of. I'm in acquisitions uh, for a distributor called uh, MVD Entertainment. Uh, at the same time, independently, I also uh, produce independent films. So basically, do you do you look for scripts or do you buy things? Like when I did Friend Vinny that was already produced and then you, you got it into Target and stuff. Well, uh, when, I, when I'm in acquisitions mode, uh, I like to try to find finished products. So when we did Fred and Vinny uh, at my previous uh, uh, company that I was working for, um, I was looking for like just cool, original, different films. Uh, as a producer, I you know you if I don't money. come up with the if I, if, I, if, I, <laughs> if I don't come up with the idea myself, uh, you know we look for inter- interesting material to. Uh, you know, turn into a movie. Now, how did you become friends with William? And I just want to say one thing. Um, I, I made the corniest joke when uh, on Twitter, when Cat Williams was doing getting arrested, I said, I'm <laughs> outraged by William Cat. You went, dude, he's the greatest guy. I go, I'm not insulting William Cat. I'm making a, a lame joke. Do you hear, <laughs> do you hear the lame <laughs> Cat Williams jokes a lot? <laughs> once in a while, actually, uh, going through the airport once in a while, I'll hear jokes like that and they like, say hey you're that dude and I so no you're talking about cat williams i'm <laughs> i'm the taller other guy right yeah. <laughs> well they should have not a, not as funny as cat williams. well they should have a movie with david keith and keith david and william cat and cat williams <laughs> put the four of them in so how did you be how did you uh how'd you become friends with william and 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 love putting him in stuff how did it come about he was stalk- well, uh, he was stalking me i couldn't get this guy i, I said God damn, this guy's <laughs> following me all over the place. And that's how I it know. I was. I said, come uh, on, I'll buy you a sandwich. Over, I showed up at his house dressed up as the greatest American hero. <laughs> and I would hold signs and radios out there, playing music. <laughs> and 
finally he just said, all right, all right, I'll be your friend. Yeah. So the first thing you did was the man from Earth with uh, William? Yeah. Actually, yes, that's correct. Uh, what happened was, was uh, uh, when we were producing uh, that film and putting it together, uh, we were casting it, and um, uh, Richard Shankman, uh, who directed and, and produced uh, with me, uh, had brought Bill's name up as being available, and I, you know, I said, he's not going to do this movie because he's William Pack. And I was, like, freaking out. I would, you know, he was guy's a hero of mine that I grew up uh, watching in, on TV and in movies. And uh, he said he was available. Uh, we sent him the material, and uh, he signed on. And the rest is history. I mean... Uh, and you've done uh, other stuff very... with him after? Uh, I'm sorry? You've done other stuff with William after. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we hit it off. He was a, a great guy, and we had a lot in common, and, uh, you know, uh, movies would come up after, and uh, sometimes Bill would say yes if the material was right, and sometimes he wouldn't, and usually the ones he passed well, on... Wait, wait, the ones he probably... says no, could you call me next time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll do that. Uh, absolutely. All I right. think uh, I, owe you, I owe both you guys a favor, because you both... Did uh, uh, paranormal movie, which while I think is very yes. funny, unfortunately didn't perform as well as I had hoped. That's the one I had uh, to track down my two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm serious. Remember the accountant's mother died. <laughs> I'm serious. Didn't something like that happen? Uh, something like that. I have no. Honestly, I have no idea. All I know is uh, I think the movie's very funny. Unfortunately, uh, there were a lot of uh, paranormal activity parodies out there that. Uh, came out before us, and I don't think that helped. But, uh, you know, it's worth seeing. I think it's a very funny movie. I, I had a and fun... I, I, excuse me. I had a really, really fun time because I got to play myself in that film, but I got to play like a crazy Bill Cat that had been locked away in a basement for like 20 I don't years. know. I don't know Bill that You're, well. You and getting locked away in sequester. I know. There, can, there's a theme. There is a theme. Yeah. I don't know. You, you got to read Room. Room, okay. Sorry. I don't know Bill that well, but I have a feeling you have a good time on almost every one of your jobs. Just happy. Yeah. I just like You're to just work. Like, yeah. yeah. I just like to work. You like to work and yeah, you don't go, oh my God, you're rolling your eyes or, you know. Yeah, you don't seem negative at all. You're just like... Yeah, I'm not negative, am I, Eric? No, actually, I don't think you are. <laughs> uh, I, I, in my opinion, I'll say this about Bill. He's selective in regards to... He's selective he in the negativity? Bill, Bill does a lot of uh, independent films, uh, and, and several for me. But um, uh, one we just did that came out in July called uh, The Unwanted, uh, he got some amazing reviews for that movie, uh, the, there's one on any cool news uh, that says it's the, he, he thinks it's the best film Bill's ever done. So, you know, I'm going to check I'm happy it out. To be, I'm thrilled to be working with him. And if my movies get bigger, Bill's coming along with me. That's all I got to say. Uh, Hurry up! I'll be in a wheelchair pretty soon. Uh, well, I'm going along with Bill. Whatever he does, movie, <laughs> movie or not. I again, I, I really am heartened because. You know, in this crazy business, once in a while, you meet someone with humanity like Eric. And even if you don't put me in anything, you no, there are a few friends like that. Even if it doesn't turn into anything, you know, the you know, it's you, you, human. I'm very articulate. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I'm excited. I'm on my way right now to a film festival because uh, to drop off some posters because uh, tomorrow uh, another film that Bill has done, uh, along with the. Uh, 
uh, an actor named Bug Hall and Nick. Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Uh, called Subterranea. Uh, that's a really cool. We'll, we'll put the uh, links. We'll put the links on this uh, episode, yeah. and and they yeah, can do that'd it. Yeah, be great. Eric, I'm only gonna shut this because it's it's wobbly and cell phony. Understood. Understood. Well, listen, I appreciate your letting me uh, call in. You guys have a good time. Phil. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Great, Eric. Fred, Bye. it's always a pleasure. Love Bye. You, buddy. Bye. Again, Bye. that's just uh, the independent world. I thought people you know, uh, would want to hear that yeah. it's not so easy to get a movie in a movie festival, yeah. and then you need a guy like Eric that yeah, really champions you. it. Really, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. You, you, you got to remember at these at these festivals, it's kind of like high school, you know. And there's there's all these cliques at these different festivals in South by Southwest or Telluride or. Or you know Sundance or Chicago, or Toronto, New it's, York. It's almost it's little. They're little cliques, man, and you gotta be. It's almost you gotta know somebody in those cliques. It's with. almost impossible yeah. to get a movie in one of those festivals unless you're, you know, like a guy like Bobcat. They yeah. know, and he, you know, yeah. or just have a name. So when you're randomly, um, Steve Scroven, who put up the money for Friend Vinny, when we got rejected by. Um, the big one, Sundance, uh-huh. he kind of got distracted, and I would make all these copies, and I would just, like, drop them off at AFI, and and some of them, they're like like Dennis Leary, like, we'll put you at Telluride if you, uh, Dennis Leary shows up for something he's sort of with, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, or they have the labs, the Sundance lab, mm-hmm. so it's really, really almost impossible but then I, uh, Slam Dance is a great one. I should have the people from Slam Dance because that's the one where former uh, movie makers rate the stuff. It's not a committee or anything. And they go, we like this one because it's a real farce, Amber, because the uh, film festivals, it's submission fees. $100 I paid a bunch or sometimes 50 sure. And so they're making... Tens of thousands of people make these movies, so they're getting submission fees, making a fortune from so many, and and just to get it in. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when all, all those young filmmakers out there, they have to remember that when you're making your film, whether it's fifty thousand or five hundred thousand, you got to save money for your post number one, and you got to save money because you for marketing and or to go to these festivals to to do these festivals. And and, and I'm not I'm not patting myself on the back, but Steve, who put the money up, the the good the advantage was he put all the money up. The disadvantage is we didn't have a lot of hungry investors. And then he got he went back to Raymond as a writer, and he didn't have the urgency. But it was my baby, so I, you know, fought hard. And then Eric, just this randomness, of uh, because a lot of a lot of these festivals they want he's a gay guy from India, and he or a or a guy from Mexico go has AIDS, and he takes his grandmother <laughs> in to be a citizen before she dies. <laughs> right? It's all these yeah. kind of. Uh, you know, yeah, coming got, of age, yeah. uh, an AIDS girl who's yeah. a lesbian and then <laughs> spits out the window. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's this heavy stuff. She spits out, she, All right, she spits uh, out the window because she's a lesbian? Yeah, it's like that's <laughs> when she, she makes a statement. You know what I'm saying? Or two dying <laughs> senior citizens are grungy. And uh, I don't know. That's not a good, uh, you know. So it's a, yeah, so Fred and Vinny was... It was why my book was rejected a lot. It wasn't, hey, rehab, sexaholic. It's just, hey, I'm Fred. I take naps a lot. So I'm not selling the book. I have a book I, I, I should give you. I, I ran out. Oh, called Maybe We'll Have You Back, The Life of a Perennial TV Guest Star. We've <laughs> talked about this on the show. 
for me, the most nerve-wracking thing is table reads, run-throughs, sitcoms. Dude, I, I, horrible, horrible. I've been fired off of a table read on doing a sitcom. I can't remember the name of it. Wow. It's a Carsey Warner sitcom. And I got fired. I had, I do dig this. I came to the set to do the table read. I had 104 fever. Jesus. I was on my deathbed. And I got fired after the table read because I wasn't funny. That's what we talk about a lot on the show, Amber. That to did me, they, the, did they call you later? Did they call? They called you? me later that day. They said we're letting you go, and repla- because I wasn't funny, I said I'm sick as a freaking dog. I'm throwing up in a bucket. See, when you get a and job, you want me to be funny and on top of it. See, when and you get a job and, on a one camera, which is more of a drama, or when yeah. Kojak, you just show up, and uh, or even if it's a comedy uh, one camera. They'll tell you what to do to be funnier, but a sitcom, we've talked about this before, you have the table read, yeah. or all the executives Everybody's take Everybody's there, and all the writers, all the And if you don't get laughs, you're written out, yep. or if you make it past that, then they have the run-throughs. Yep. So uh, when you're in a sitcom, you're auditioning all week, and then, then finally on tape night, you go, I made it. Yep. But you could get written out. So, so that's to me. I always talk the most nerve-wracking thing: the multi-cameras. So, yeah. so you had. So, have you made it to any sitcoms, or or yeah, you mostly yeah, one got, camera? I, I got to play on. Um, I did Good Sports with with Ryan O'Neill Ryan and Farrah O'Neill, Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. I got to kiss Farrah Fawcett, which Ooh. was pretty cool. And Ryan was wow. on the other side like of the a stage. Like kiss? Yeah, and I'm kissing Ryan and Farrah, and I hear from the other side of the room, Oh! It was Ryan O'Neill, man. It was Ryan, yeah. <laughs> it was wow. Yeah. Who were some other people you've kissed? You know, some people, they say they weren't nice to, you know, they had some problems right. with, with the two of them. But I, they were lovely to me. I had a great time working with you them. You were in a show. And I did four episodes with them. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that, you did a show... Uh, a black guy, he Tony Edwards in '88. He was a stand-up, and you were on a. That's ahead of its time. Was it a political show over the hill? Or? Oh, oh, top of the hill. Yes. Yeah, I starred in that for. It was another cannel show. In fact, I left. I'd been on the Masons, the Return of the Masons. Perry he Masons. did all the Perry Mason TV movies. I did movies. like for four or five years. I was on those, and then uh, Cannell said, "Hey, uh, we want you to come back and do this episode." A young. Uh, uh, freshman congressman his dad has to step down and he takes his his place his congressional seat and it was a really really smart smart show and it was very politically oriented but interesting stuff a little ahead of its time that i have all those kind of shows and but the problem with that show there was no sex appeal i mean it was not about because it had william cat sex right well, I'm just kidding. No, thank you, thank you. So, oh my God, yeah, that's no. You, you, you were, you were a heartthrob. You were, you know, and I. But think it was a great show. Guy. We only did like 13 episodes, and then uh, that was it. I remember. I want to read some questions now. Now that I know you won't get mad at repetitive stuff people have asked you, or maybe he will. Well, first yeah, of all, get mad. Get yeah, mad. Any other good stories about being fired or replaced? We like those gritty kind of give us more a stories. Give us oh some rejection I, stuff. I've got a couple others, but I'm not going to go into. You're not going to go right. into them. Three I times I was fired. Three times. And w- w- was it like a shock, or was yeah, it? Yeah, it's always it's hard to be fired. Now, no. was it like a pilot where they did the test audience and? Um, no, no. One, uh, two of them were just uh, table on, reads on film. That uh, I went in, they said, "Oh, you're not." Well, I'm Walter Matthau film. I, I was going to do movie? years and years ago at Paramount. They said, "Ah, oh, you're not funny." 
I said, okay, I'm not funny. So I, I I think you have this comedic kind of John Ritter, you know, the rubber face, like a, the Greatest American Hero. I thought it was comedic, yeah. uh, you know. I um, well, we got a Eric Eric. Well, and I see you did House MD the series. So did they? Was it an inside joke? Hey, let's get the guy from House <laughs> on no, this house. No, that was just auditions. I had to audition for that. I did two or three auditions to get that. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah God, now 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 question. God versus House. Yeah. Now a question people ask me and. I want to ask you is, do you get roles we want William Cat, or, or do you have to audition? Like, Well, I think for someone in my position, I'm kind of a meat and potato actor. You know, I mean, I just, I'm not a big star, celebrity. My celebrity is probably uh, uh, faded a little bit now at this point in my life. But so don't I'd people still have give you audition, stuff? But I don't. Uh, yeah, the independent films, I'm, I'm just, they call me and ask me if they want to do, if I want to do it, and I typically read the script, and if it's good and I have the time, I do it. But, uh, you know, I, I have other life. I have other things that I do out there. So it's What do not you do like creatively that, that fulfills you? Uh, or, or... Uh, well, I, creatively, I, I play, I still play music, piano, and guitar cool. every day of my life. And I play with some guys, but that's just But I mean, you said other like things, you shower, directing you know? or writing or... I directed a few things, directed a few stage plays, uh, a couple films, whatnot. That's a lot of fun. Right now, I'm just, I'm kind of on hiatus. I haven't don't have any desire to really uh, jump with both feet back into yeah, the business just, at any, at any... That's what I like. So I want to read some questions. I'm good. And one of them, I can't... Um, it was so stupid I am because I not pronounce her. Uh, Sylvia Vitt, his hmm. story of how he serendipitously... Did I say it right? Serendipitously. Ended up in college. OCC acting uh -huh. theater arts class during the Vietnam draft era is pretty interesting. That's what it said. Oh, okay. Well, that uh, that was interesting. I went... I went I went down to Orange Coast College mainly to surf because I want I was like an avid surfer at the time. And, the movie and I went down there to surf the jetties and you know go to Huntington Beach and surf the pier all the time. And uh, I followed a girl. I was a freshman and I followed this kind of fetching young lady across the campus and she walked into the into the uh, auditorium there. And. Um, I sat down and watched an advanced acting workshop going on, and I happened, my friends happened to be friendly with the professor that was teaching the class. And this was 10 weeks into the semester. He let me into the class, I made up all the work, did very well, ended up working at South Coast Repertory, running their light and soundboard, just kind of as a hoot. Um, and uh, I was studying music at the time, I was in the, the music program down there. Um, studying music theory, and I, but I ended up changing my course and going to uh, study acting and working at South Coast Repertory. Did you ever talk David to that Adams girl that you Benson. followed in there? I didn't. I, Whoa. I didn't. So you just follow. You I saw just, her. She was like, Sh she's hot, she's and then you, <laughs> and then you walked in there and it changed your life. Yeah. Wow. That's 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 true. Jarn Hart. Ned says, I would think he'd have some good stories from shooting Big Wednesday with John Millis. Is that how you say it? John Millis, yeah. Mill John Michael Vincent and Gary Busey. So you would like the calm guy. They were the uh, rebel rousers, I'm guessing. The oddest thing about that, that film, if anyone's seen it, is that we kind of all became those characters. You know, I was the guy that became the kind of the conservative, middle-class guy that gave up his surfboard and moved into town Whoa. and got a job and got married and had kids. In real and, life. Yeah, it, sure. it really happened. And and uh, and Gary became the 
goofy. Gary became the verb that he is when people <laughs> said, "No, hey, don't go busey on me." I mean, and and Jan Michael Vincent. Jan became... Michael kind of went off the deep end, and uh, and dear Jan, I I haven't seen him in years. As I was saying before, I'm going to do uh, the Hollywood. Uh, a signing here in the next in October, and they're flying Jan in. And wow! I, I haven't seen Jan in I'm going 10 to or that. fifteen years. Gary's going to be there. I'll be there. Jan will be there. The you know, three. Jan lost his leg, lost one of I his legs. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been living down in Mississippi for years now. I, I'm he, going to that signing. Um, now this is this is thing. Um, that was I, a crazy time. I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, think I had a sober day on that set. I got to see that oh movie. Oh my god. I didn't see it. Booze, coke, heroin, oh, all the doing? above, all the above. Oh, that was a God. crazy time. Chicks, ladies. Oh, Jesus. Oh man. It was like it was crazy, crazy good. <laughs> oh God. Dude, now, I was 27 years old. Are you kidding me? I had fun. We were all having fun. Before Way condoms. Too much fun. Before condoms. You, no, I'm just being ridiculous. <laughs> Meaning you have the fun. I um. Now this one I'm doing for me, William, just because. Mm -hmm. I have resentment. You have such a charmed life with all the women. Now, Lark, I'm, it's a little dialogue, so stick with me. Lark and McLean, who I had a date with, um, she, she goes, loved that show as a kid and used to go to the same gym. Oh. And then I said, easy, easy on the eyes, huh, Lark and McLean? She goes, I'm not into blonde so much. I'm more into skinny <laughs> Jewish guys. <laughs> so, so... Good. So I, I had Good a, comeback. So who yeah, would, so he, he, had, who, he had a sneak Who back. would think... When I saw the hunky guy in Carrie, that someone was, maybe she didn't say she prefers me over you. Maybe I'm reading into that. Okay. I don't know. Everyone was more into Travolta at the time, you know. No. Tall, good-looking New no, York Jersey you were the guy. Homecoming. You, know? you were the homecoming guy. Oh yeah, I have a, a quick story. A woman I met said that she bought something before Craigslist. What was that site? I forgot the, the LA Weekly or the. The recycler, and for a plane ticket. Remember the early days when you didn't want to fly before 9/11, and you could just give your ticket to someone else. Yeah. Just along. Yeah. So she goes, I I'll buy you a plane ticket. Well, what do you look like? And the guy goes, I look like the guy from The Greatest American Hero, and it turned out it was you. Really? Yeah. She told me that story. She was. Um. Uh, the, the Hinkley question. Ask him about working with Dick Butkus. What did you work with him with Dick Butkus on? Butkus. Hmm. Oh, please forgive me. I can't. I can't okay. remember. The Luke Skywalker. Does he still have the pretty curly hair? It's time to bring Perry yes, Basin he does. with him. Yep. Uh, it's thinner, but it's. I still have a lot. Of it, you have great hair. Yeah. You do. It's, it's kind of white. It's more white now. Never went silver. It kind of went white. It's white and wild. Ooh. Sean Patrick Brady, can you like please me. ask him what it was like working with Robert Culp? So I think we talked about wild. that. I think we talked about Robert Culp. Was yeah. he difficult? Someone says, Ben Corey yeah. says, I remember him saying that Robert Culp was difficult to work with, but they learned to respect each other. We so. did. We did. You know, it was tough in the beginning. This is an old story I've told before, sure. but uh, some weeks into the into the first, uh, the, the pilot when we were shooting, I walked up to him and... Uh, Met in his trailer, and we kind of had a powwow, and came to came to a detente, and worked it out, you know, and uh, would it it ended up okay, but it kind of worked for the for the show because we were kind of uh, at odds in the beginning of the show. There was yeah. kind of a rivalry. What were you odds about in real life? He said, "Who's yeah, this hotshot kid?" Or I don't know what it was. I mean, it was his first 
you know, he was coming off of I Spy, and I was this young nobody coming up. You, you know, weren't a nobody. I well, I, yeah, I was. I mean, what, what a, had I done at the time? I had only done a you few did movies. Carrie, and really, Carrie was the only one that did anything. I mean, First Love right, didn't do pe- much, and Big Wednesday didn't do much. Butch and Sundance was, uh, they were all kind of mediocre successes, you know, other than Carrie. Well, people say I put myself down. You know, those are big seminal movies. This, this is one of the biggest shows I've done in the last <laughs> 10 years. Are you kidding me? This podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, like, man. I'm, well, someone asked. Uh, you gave me a bottle of wine. I'm going to drink it right afterwards and celebrate. <laughs> I, 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 I'm popping that cork. I, I appreciate, I'm, you know, again, there's, there's something about... Movies at certain times in your life, people you saw that stick with you. Do you ever have this then? When you audition, they go, why are you auditioning? Other actors look at you like, you're William Cat. What's going on? No, no, dude. I see all kinds, of, particularly nowadays. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I see all kinds of guys that uh, that are in my boat, my caliber of celebrity, and, and they're all, they're auditioning all, sure. all the time. But but so. you're, 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 you're doing well enough where... If it's something you don't want to audition for, you don't do it. You don't. You, 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 if the if the script is good, yeah, uh, and I want it, I'll go audition for it. I have no problem with but, that. But but if something you go, why am I wasting my time? Or uh, no. that's good. That's good to have that. Uh, man, I love Carrie Gina Minciano. I should know how to say her name because this woman did the logo for my podcast. Oh, nice. She's a great cartoonist. Can you ask him what it was like? Where we asked about Sissy Spacek. Did, did she stay in character no. off camera? What's a character no. making things move? Um, did he get along <laughs> with her? We answered that. Were there any romances <laughs> or drama between the actors playing students? Yeah. There were, okay. Any drama <laughs> off camera? In which? In the, Carrie. In, in Carrie? No, not too much. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was an awesome set. I never saw the drama. Now, I wasn't on set all the time. Um, you know, in the film, Carrie... Uh, Sissy carried the bulk of that film, and her, and uh, and Piper. I mean, Piper they were Lord. there all the time. Uh, but I was only there. We shot seven or eight weeks, and I was only there probably no, on and off when, three, or, three or four. Where did you guys weeks. shoot that? Where did you? We shoot? shot all around Los Angeles. Yeah, and when the you, school was a closed down school that they, you know, that they. Took. When you shot it, was Travolta? Was that his first movie? He was or did still, he break out? He was just coming off of uh, Welcome Back, Carter. He had just done his first season of Welcome Back, Carter. So, so he, he was, wasn't John Travolta, what he is no, now. No, he was the sweetest guy. Cool. That you, and the nicest guy in the world, you know. And uh, who have you stayed in touch with from those seminal movies? I, I don't see uh, Amy. Selica. I don't see Sissy. I see P.J. Souls all the time. Uh-huh. We became great friends. And um, you know, not not too many not too many of the actors all those films have I stayed in touch with. You know, Connie Selleck I talk to periodically. She's pretty private. Mm-hmm. She hangs up there in her house with John Tesh, and uh, I've stayed good friends with some of the cast, some of the crew, I should say. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And last question: There's a the scene in Carrie, and and she put Carrie in quotes, so that helps. Because <laughs> it's you know, because uh, I, I didn't understand what there was a movie title, right? You know, when the bucket hits his head, how did they do it? It looked like a real bucket. It was made out of cardboard. You know, it's like one of these uh, KFC buckets that you get your chicken in. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, a little bit more bulked up than that. But someone was uh, standing behind me on a ladder, and they dropped that on my head, and we did one take. We didn't do it more than once we did one take and Brian said that's great it was terrific I said do you want me to do it again he said nope that's it I, now that's a confident director man 
that doesn't go, let's do one more for safety, which they always typically do. He said, no, nah, we got it. And that scare and carry, uh, I was in a movie theater where we all screamed. When the, the hand coming uh, yeah, out of the grave? Yeah, the second hand out of the grave. You know, that was Sissy that did that? What do you mean? That was Sissy. They put her in that. Get thing. out of that here. Was, I'm telling you, that was Sissy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, here's a stupid question. Richard Mull, when he was in a house, he didn't put, there was just another big guy. He wasn't. Right. Dressed up, right? For the that was he a didn't stunt put guy. that bodysuit on. There was another guy that was big, and very thin and tall, but tall like him, and uh, he he did that. And then Richard, of course, added all the the, the VO, the vo voiceover stuff. He so did. you had fun with him and George went doing. Oh that? my God, I, that was one of my most favorite films that I that I ever did was was that film. Wow, working with George went. He's a sweet guy. Lovely guy. Oh, man. And Kay Lenz, I had gone to school with Kay. We had, she was really good friends with my sister, Nita, my younger sister. So and, I'd known Kay for, for ages. And any of the other cats going to show business, um, your kids or your brothers no, or sisters? No, no, no. I, I successfully steered all my kids away from show business. Oh, we always call congratulations because yeah. <laughs> you don't have my miserable life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just, again, I... We, we live in a one-ego house. That's what I like to say. I, again, I think you're too humble. Don't you think so, Amber? Too humble? No, no that I he's think done great just, stuff. No, no, you... He's done great stuff. Yeah, People you love have, you. and you're he, just like this normal, nice... Yeah. Not normal, my, but... my favorite stuff has been on stage, but no one sees that stuff, you know? Just these. Uh, where, where are some of the plays? Um, some of the plays at South Coast Repertory. I've worked. I've worked at the Phoenix Theater in New York. Um, uh, up at ACT in Seattle with Randy Newman. I work with uh, uh, Marsha Norman, a Pulitzer Prize winning author. Uh, we did Sarah and Abraham together, a world premiere. I did uh, a world premiere of the stage version of the Days of Wine and Roses with wow. Jack Hofsis, who directed Elephant Man, won a Tony for that on Broadway. Uh, I've taken out a couple national tours, and I've I've done a lot of theater, but no one knows. Well, we got to get people to know about it. I don't know. Uh, any last questions, Aaron? <laughs> but you were you were pretty impressed, right? You you're a fan. You seem he knew he was nodding like he knew all the movies. <laughs> he knew uh, again. Uh, and do you like doing the conventions? I I I've done a few of them. I'm gonna do. I'm only doing a couple this year. And uh, you know that kind of thing. For I, I'm I'm not working as much as I used to right now, so it, it has diminishing returns. So uh, as a result, I'm not going to do as many in the future as I have in the in the in the past. And I I've only done about four a year for the last few years. Right. I know Eddie Deason. He was in Greece, the nerd. He does them. And yeah, I, I guess they're fun. The coolest thing is the meeting all the fans. You know, because they know your work better than you know your work. Right. 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 And they go, oh, oh, I did that? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And it's so much fun to visit and talk with them. The fans are so great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this. I, I, Eric better remind me because I like going. I, I went to one of those. In, was it in Burbank in a hotel a few years ago mm -hmm. to that autograph thing? Mm -hmm. See people from Petticoat Junction. Oh, nice. And I want to see the guy some Big Wednesday. No. What's Big Wednesday, yeah. Jan will be there. Jan hasn't been out to do a show in ages. I haven't seen him in about 10 years. In fact, Busey, last time I saw him, Gary and I took Jan to a, a rehab here uh, just outside of Los Angeles. And then wasn't too long after that that he uh, How did he lose his east. leg? I'm not sure how he lost his leg. I know this is only recently in the last year or so. Um, but uh, I guess he's doing okay now. 
you know, in in spite of that. I'm going to stay on Eric to put me in a movie with you. That'd be great. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we did actually. We did paranormal movie together. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you guys together. see each other? No, that, no. no. It was basically it was like when you it was and I and Eric things. Roberts and a few the, other people that, that there was uh, a guy. It was just these cameos. The joke was mm-hmm. uh, Chris Farley's uh, brother, uh, uh, Kevin Farley. Mm-hmm. I think he he's killing people, and so you you just cameos would show up and we get killed. That was a rabbi. So you know, one scene I'm in, hey, I let a bunk, and I fall on my head. You know, so. <laughs> and then you played yourself. I played my my crazy self that I was living in the basement, and uh, then these um, these uh, the, these uh, like um, ev- evangelical people would come and preach at the door, and I would take them one by one down into the basement, and they would never be seen from again. In fact, I made a centipede out of one of them. Oh my it was God. so you know, I never saw funny. the movie. It was a takeoff on centipede. Is, was that on another one of your movies? No, 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 no. I, I played a... You know, human they were taking centipede. off on all these horror films, right? <laughs> oh, I see. So I did a, a thing where I give this speech where I had made this kind of centipede down in the basement out of these people that I had captured. Wow. Well, it was fun. This Again, there's something about you that exudes fun and fun memories. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. Things, baby. I forgot about Baby. The baby dinosaur uh, yeah, was, that went over in the what water. was it? What was it? It was the CGI. I'm an idiot for not. No, no, no. It was uh, baby Secret of the Lost Legend. No, no. Meaning, what did they use for the dinosaur? Oh, they created it. And what were the people inside made, it? Uh, forgive me, I can't remember his name. The guy who created ET created that dinosaur. But what was it a little like a uh, robot on the stage? Yeah, it was a little robot. A little. There was a little person inside of the the guy. <laughs> yeah, truly. It was crazy. Oh, man. Well, you... Recently, it was fun. I got to work with uh, an old friend of mine, uh, Clint, Clint Howard. Have you ever had Clint on your show? No, I haven't. Oh, he's such a gas man. He is one of the funniest Brian, guys you've uh, ever Ron met Howard's in your brother. Life. I got to yeah. meet him. Yeah. And I work with him and his dad, Rance, and a couple other people. We did this uh, a pilot. We're waiting to see if it's going to be picked up called Rick's Parking. That's just a freaking hoot. And, oh, wow. And, and, and Clint plays this, like, over-the-top bad guy you know do you remember um um dukes of hazard yeah remember yeah, boss yeah. hog yeah yeah yeah. he plays this character like boss hog that's just so well, all right let me, so brilliant one last question um this is a stupid question do you play bad guys because usually bad guys, you're just yeah. the, the, the dad or you know a hey, bad guy in a like... film a couple years ago called sparks now is this pretty bad guy okay yeah. Because you think of Will Cat as this charming, hey, the nice smile. I'm trying to raise my kid, or I don't want the house, or. Yeah. But I don't I've see you killing couple, people. I've got a couple dead bodies in the closet. All right, you've Nobody killed people. About, oh, frick, yeah. I've never killed anyone in anything. Yeah. This could be the first. Yeah. Started with cats and, you know, animals, rabbits, right, things right. like that. And, William Cat. <laughs> and, and he likes to lock people up. That's his thing. That's right. Wow. See, there was a theme, a reoccurring theme here. I, I am so happy you did this and i think you enjoyed it maybe did you enjoy it i I, I did let me clarify i'm an animal lover i'm just joking i love love well you got me to forget i'm going through a thing with my 19 year old cat oh darn Ah, so basically, well, you meaning I enjoyed this. I i kind of forgot about it oh good i'm glad so that's the uh 
See, you know, I always have to bring it down. Where you know, where <laughs> we were getting we're, ready to there be was like, no for doing our show. There was then... no depression in this episode. Yeah. No, like, uh, hey, you know, it was all fun. On the, every set, you're fun. Even they fired me, I was happy. You know, <laughs> it's all good. I I had a great time in it. All right, what was the funnest? Was was Ash, uh, Big Wednesday? That was the funnest. Like. They've all been a lot of fun. Right. Baby sounds like fun. Yeah, Baby sound, Baby was great. Greatest American Hero was such a joy to come to the set and joke with Connie Selica, who was a, a master at telling all these great blue jokes, you know, and the, the cast and the crew were just great. We were just a family. The Masons were fun. I got to work with my mom. Oh, yeah. You know, on those. And uh, I can't think of anything that I really didn't like doing over the years you know the, <laughs> well, the work well, itself well you know? this is the first no i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> yeah, well i'll put a stop to that no this uh, that's at the pinnacle of my yes career. well yeah. william uh, or bill as they call you yeah. thank you so much oh, i'm yeah, just so fun. flattered you came yeah thank you did you enjoy this yeah, i, I used to do i i i said do you enjoy this amber she goes eh, not mm. like the last week no. <laughs> like what is she gonna say <laughs> thank you aaron <laughs> thank you rachel i think rachel left um, oh, there she is. Uh, All Things Comedy, please support this network that lets us have this studio and buy their merch. And uh, I'll put links for this. Cool. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, guys. Bye. No, again, I, I just love actor stories.